You're listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, episode number 94. Last week, I talked about the art of speaking. Today, I'm diving into the art of listening. In today's episode, Communication for Dummies, part two, how to listen so people will speak. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Each week, I bring you inspiring messages to help you create the life you're meant to lead. Buckle up, buttercups. Welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to listen? Because I know you like to talk. If you're anything like me, you like to talk. But part of communication, a huge part, actually probably the most important part of communication is the art of of listening. Not only listening, but listening in a way that helps people talk. Part of the goal, part of my goal, I should say, as a healer, as a coach, is to help people talk. I need information so that I can help you. So I ask questions and I do other things, other little tricks of the trade to get you to talk so that I can better understand how to help you. I got trained in my master's program on how to do this, and I'm gonna share some of my tips with you on how I get people to talk and tell me so many things. I am one of those people who, for the longest time, ever since I was a young child, I'm one of those people where people will come up to me no matter where I am and just start telling me things about their lives. I yes, I'm one of those people. People will share intimate details and when I'm working with them professionally, they will tell me things and then say like, oh my gosh, I've never told anyone that in my life. I get that all the time. And it's not an accident. It's not an accident that I can pull that. I think it's certainly part of my personality and part of my empathic nature, which drew me to be a healer. But I also learned some really great tools to help me better listen so that people feel comfortable opening up. And while you may or may not be a healer or working with people in a way that you need them to open up, these skills will certainly help you in your everyday life, in your relationships with others, whether they're really, really close relationships or just acquaintances to help you. But I have to warn you that these are some major ninja tricks. So you don't wanna use these if you really don't want to know what people have to say, because people will start to talk, okay? So promise, promise me you won't use these tricks for evil, just for good, okay? So I wanna talk about the difference between listening versus hearing. Hearing is the physical, right? Hearing just has to do with our ears. And if we do have good hearing, we hear noises and sounds and vibrations coming in and then our brain processes them. It's a purely physical experience. Listening, however, takes something even deeper. Listening takes being able to process things in a way 
to categorize them and it's your brain working to separate out what people are saying and make sense of it and take that information in such a way that you can respond appropriately. So that's the difference between listening and hearing. And I know that most of you know that, but it's just a little refresher because I want you to keep that in mind as we talk further about the art of listening today. So I'm going to go over some tips now for how you can listen so people will speak. The first thing is, and this is going to be so simple, actually, you're probably going to be like, oh, duh, I knew that. But when you talk to people, what you want to do is you want to ask them about them. People love to talk about themselves, right? So asking them about what they like, what they do, who they are, who their family is, what their interests are. Those are some light ways to kind of get a conversation going. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I am not one for small talk. I really hate small talk as far as like, you know, being at a party and just talking about the weather. Like, I really, really hate that. I'm one who loves the deep, meaningful conversations. However, in order to get there, we do need to build some rapport and asking people about them is a way to really be able to connect with them. And I don't mean this in a party trick kind of way. We don't want to fake interest in people. We want to ask questions that we're really interested in knowing. So if you happen to work with clients like I do, you want to ask them about who they are and what their interests are because it is going to help you to help them. And in a relationship, I would hope you would want to know about the other person and what they like and, and some of the things that are important to them. So pick questions that are meaningful, not only to the person that you're talking to, but are also meaningful to you as far as getting information that is going to be helpful for you to know. Okay, so that's the first tip. The second tip is to ask open-ended questions not closed questions. And this one, you've probably heard of, may, maybe or maybe not actually, but I know explain the difference between closed and open questions. Closed questions are ones that are going to elicit a specific response. So basically it's a yes or a no, or it's kind of a forced choice kind of a question. So do you like cats? The, usually the answer is going to be yes or no, right? So that's a closed-ended question because it doesn't really allow you to gather much information. It allows you to gather the one piece of information that you've asked about. So another example would be, um, do you play basketball? Do you like the color red? Or even what's your favorite color is a closed question because there are only a certain number of answers that can go with that. So using closed questions can be good often to start with because it gets people kind of in the habit of responding to you and it starts kind of a back and forth flow. But then you want to go into open-ended questions. And open-ended questions are questions that you ask that can only be responded to in a very unique way by the person that you're asking. So 
one of the, and the funny thing is there's a question I'm thinking about that a lot of us think is an open-ended question, but it's really a closed-ended question. And that question is, how are you? So that question is one that we use in our everyday language. And for most people, we say that just to anybody, right? So we'll say that to a coworker who we don't know very well. We just happen to see them in the hallway. And the, the response is, hi, how are you? And when we wait for a response, right, we usually get, okay, fine, good, bad, you know, it's, it's very limited options of what we're really expecting to hear. I remember uh, when I met someone who lived in a different country. She was born and raised in, in Germany, and she moved here to the United States. And I remember asking her about how she was um, getting used to living here and how she liked it. And she, this is what she said, and it was about this very topic. She said, you know, where I come from, if someone asks you, how you are, they mean it. They're, they're waiting for a response. And she said, but here you ask, how are you? And people don't care. They don't want to know. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? So that's why I lump that question into the closed-ended question category. Um, however, it could be in the open uh, question category because what we want to do with an open question is we want to give someone the space to answer a question that could be anything that they think of. So an open-ended question might be, tell me about your dreams. And this is a really cool thing to start a question with. An open-ended question is tell me. Because tell me about your whatever is a way to elicit their imagination and their ability to kind of see something in their mind's eye and respond with something that isn't going to be, you know, something very small. So when you say, tell me about your dreams, it's not a yes or no question. It's, it's a question that's going to elicit a bigger type of a response. So open-ended questions are really the juicy ones to get people talking it, as long as they need to talk about that particular subject. But again, you want to ask questions that are meaningful, that are going to give you information that is going to be useful. Okay. So think about what kind of open-ended questions you could ask in any particular situation or in a specific situation. So it might be with a partner. It might be with a business associate. It might be with a child or a parent or a friend or a lover. It could be with anyone, but think about different open-ended questions you can ask to get to know what, what, they're, what they have to say. The next tip to listen so people will speak is to use something called reflective listening. And this is like one of the tools in my back pocket that helps me so much. And I'll say it took a while to learn the art of it and it will with any good skill, but I bet you're already doing this and not necessarily even realizing it. But reflective listening has to do with a few things. It has to do with, obviously, listening and paying attention to what people are saying, but you wanna reflect back to them what you're hearing, okay? So sometimes what you can do here is repeat exactly what they've said. You can paraphrase what they have said, 
or you can actually come up with something that you think is happening and test it out. So I'm gonna give some examples of that. So the first is repeating what they said to you, okay? So this is pretty much repeating almost exactly what they said. So I'm gonna give you an example. And what they say is, I'm sad that my partner yelled at me. So when you repeat back, you would say, oh, you're sad your partner yelled at you, right? So that's repeating back what they said. But if you paraphrase that, it might be, oh, you're sad about that, right? Okay, so, and then next what you can do is take it and read something into that, right? And, and I don't mean like in a bad way, but you're testing an assumption out of that. So if someone says, I'm sad my partner yelled at me, you might say, oh, that sounds really hard. See what I did there? It's like I didn't use any of the words that they used, but I'm making an assumption that that's a hard situation for the person. And you will be amazed when you start to do that and you do that and it's correct, then people will be like, yeah, it is hard. And, and then they'll like give all these other examples and clues as to what their situation is. And then it goes deeper. So you can keep using reflective listening skills. I know when I first learned how to do that, it seemed very awkward, right? Because it's almost like you are, it's, it's kind of a weird thing when you're just repeating what someone said. It's kind of a weird thing. But as someone who's on the other side of it, like if I'm talking to you and you repeat back what I said, I'm not really thinking about that because what I'm thinking about is what I'm telling you. I'm not really thinking about exactly what your process is. So this does really work. It might feel a little awkward at first. And then paraphrasing is an even better way because then you're not exactly saying what they're saying, right? So it's a little different, but then that really advanced skill of making that assumption and checking it out with them is golden. And once you get to that point and you're able to do that on kind of an automatic um, response basis, then that's where conversations are really going to flourish and people are going to open up so much to you. So those are my top three tricks on the art of listening, getting people to open up to you. And one thing I wanted to leave you with was this great quote by Stephen Covey. And this was kind of the inspiration for this episode, which is, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Thanks for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. If you've been inspired, please share the podcast with your friends. You can find us on iTunes or at Creelin.com. K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com.